Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with Jay Foley, Executive Director of the Identity Theft Resource Center. Jay, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on, Tom. Jay, for people that haven't encountered the ITRC before, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and the organization, please? Well, the Identity Theft Resource Center is a nonprofit group. We operate out of San Diego, California. And what we do is we assist victims of identity theft all across the United States. In fact, right now we're actually working around the world with U.S. citizens that are in foreign countries dealing with identity theft issues here in the U.S. Jay, what have been the dominant identity theft stories that you've dealt with in 2009? Well, the, the biggest stories have had to focus around the activities of Mr. Humberto Gonzalez, who was responsible for the Heartland security breach, the fact that he stole over 130 million credit cards and debit cards has made a lot of people nervous. The next story after that would probably have to do with the medical records. The number of various medical facilities out there that are contained, that have personal identifying information that's just gone missing or is not being considered as a problem because, oh, gee, your personal information went astray, but your diagnosis didn't, so it's not a breach. When, in fact, if either go astray, it's a breach. Now, Jay, you've got new research out about the trends as we look into 2010. Just to give our audience a bit of a teaser, what do you see as the major trends of the new year? Well, first and foremost, we're going to see a lot more scams. Because of the tough economic times, we're seeing a lot of scammers come out of the woodwork and try to suck you into this quick job, that quick job, here, make a little extra money, and invariably what happens is you find yourself on the hook for greater debt and greater problems because you went to work with these scammers. Well, other things that we're seeing out is we're going to see an increase in medical identity theft. A lot more people are having trouble making ends meet and one of the first things that seems to slip is going to be medical insurance. I haven't got medical insurance so what I do is I go down to the hospital and I give them somebody else's name and social security number and I piggyback on their insurance. It's becoming more and more of a thing and becoming more and more alarming. Now you've mentioned healthcare here a couple times, Jay. As you look at the risks, are there any specific industries or even government agencies that you find to be at greater risk of identity theft than others? If I were going to categorize the most sensitive industries, first one I would 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 go at would be the the payment industry, payment services industry, and that's the companies that process credit card and debit card transactions. Why? Because that's where the money is right the mo right at the moment. If the thieves can get into your software, can get into your data, they have ready cash right there at their fingertips. After that, next industry I'd be worried about would be the medical profession. For many, many years, the medical profession has operated in a, a unique environment. 
They've been collecting social security numbers and writing them down on every document they have. It's been their ad hoc file number for, for individual patients for years and years and years. And let's face it, your doctor does not keep your medical record under lock and key. He keeps it in a file room in his office. Not to mention the fact that we're now moving into a more computerized medical health system. If we don't take the steps now to clearly delineate a security policy for this information, we're going to have two types of breaches. We're going to have those breaches like the Farrah Fawcett breach where people actually broke into her medical records who had no business being there and that information got blared out to the tabloids or we're going to have those that are going to get in there and they're stealing the information out of your medical record and using it to create fraud, debt, and general havoc in your life. Jay, what has your experience been with government agencies, whether they be state and local or federal? How are they doing? in protecting identities and in protecting themselves from some of the risks that are out there? Many government agencies are actually stepping up to the plate and looking at this situation seriously. They're looking at ways that they can curb the, the issue, but there are still a large number of agencies out there that this is what my job is. My job is I'm the county clerk. I record this. I do this. I do this. And unfortunately, they're not thinking about doing, do, doing those things in an information environment. An example of that would be the county clerk of Hamilton County, Ohio, who a few years ago was publishing traffic tickets on the Internet. You get a traffic ticket, he publishes it on the Internet. Problem with that, your Social Security number is written on that ticket. Sure. Not a good thing. Jay, what do you see as the challenges for information security professionals that are charged with helping these organizations do a better job protecting critical data? First and foremost, they need to realize the biggest threat is not actually coming from outside the system. The numbers come out almost every year, and they have for the past eight, nine years, that 70% of all hackings happen internal to the company. It's somebody within your company that's going places he should not be in your data, not somebody outside the company. A little more audit focus, a little more control focus as to who's going where and what they're doing needs to be addressed by each and every IT professional out there. You need to know who's going where and what they're doing and why they're doing it. And you need to set up established parameters for who gets to go into the data. Now, I feel a little bit like Scrooge talking to the, the ghost of, of Christmas is yet to come when I ask you this, but what is it that we can do now? to potentially change the future you've outlined with the, the threats and the risks that, that face us in 2010. What can we do to make the situation better? There's only one thing that I can think of. In every project you undertake, in every job that you do, in every aspect of your life, you need to look at it and stop and think, okay, how can I mess this up? How can a thief exploit this? How can I 
lose control of my information. For those who are taking possession of it, how can the thief get in? How can I reduce the ability of the thief to get in? You don't have to build a foolproof system. You just have to build a, a system that's stronger than all of your friends, because you'll be the last system they attack. One last question for you, Jay. Given what you know now about trends, what do you see as being the top identity theft story as we go into the new year? Well, I see the biggest thing I see coming into the new year is you're going to see a lot, lot younger thieves. You're going to see some more serious computer hacks. Yeah, Mr. Gonzalez is off the street. He's just pled guilty. He's going to go to prison. Do you think he's the only one doing that? We're seeing kids in high school level who are setting up websites, selling products that don't exist, taking their credit cards and going to town on them. We're seeing young people who are getting into information just on a lark. Well, that lark's going to change because that's going to be the way they're going to start making their money. I once thought about it. A company that manufactures a product, it's a very specific product that goes into a very specific in industry. Let's say it's carburetors going to car manufacturers. Somebody steals my design for the new carburetor. The only place they can sell that is to another carburetor manufacturer or somebody in the car industry. But if somebody steals the social security numbers and names and information of all of my employees, they can sell that to anyone else in the world who may want to use it for criminal purposes. Which is more valuable, my personal information or my employees, or the secret plans for my new carburetor to get 29 miles to the gallon? Great point, Jay. I appreciate your time and your insight today. You're more than welcome. Anytime. Jay, for people that want to know more about the Identity Theft Resource Center and your research, where should they go? Go to www.idtheftcenter.org. Very good. Jay, thanks so much for your time today. You're more than welcome. We've been talking with Jay Foley of the Identity Theft Resource Center. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.